Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. My guest today is Monica Sawyer. Monica, welcome to the show. Hello there, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So you've got a great story. Just to kind of uh, clue the audience in here, you built a multi-million dollar business while really sticking to your values, which I love, and creating bliss in your life. You've traveled to 55 countries just for fun. You spend lots of time with your family. You're able to donate and support the charities that matter to you, and you're really inspired to help other women achieve their goals in a way that's aligned with their true selves. So the first question I guess I'd like to ask is, how do you define bliss? Mm, Thank you so much for asking that question, because people hear that word and they're like, uh, you know, there's a million different ways to look there at are. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, bliss is that deep sense of joy and contentment mm. and that confidence that no matter what comes your way, you can handle it. And it's really, it's really mm. about emotional resilience and emotional mastery. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit different than maybe what we think of when we hear the word bliss, but that is really what creates that joy is when you have that confidence and that emotional uh, foundation for things. So tell me your story around that. What made you decide to go that direction? You know, most of the time when we look at, okay, what am I going to do next in life? Most people don't go, what would make me feel bliss? That's right. That's right. So my story is kind of interesting. So I, um, my parents are immigrants. And so I was born in a part of the United States where I only non-white person there um, okay. and I always I always hesitate like how do I say that <laughs> that works <laughs> but anyway so um so because of that I was bullied um incessantly yeah. bullied humiliated tormented mm-hmm. um and I know a lot of people have had that experience for many different reasons but for me that was the reason um mm-hmm. and so I learned very very early on that people didn't like me Um, I was going to be miserable, you know, like that. And then as I grew older, so Mm -hmm. as a teenager, the the bullying and the tormenting became much more horrible in where, Mm -hmm. like, boys really awful things to girls. Um, And so things kept getting tougher. Um, When I finally went to college, I was really excited. I went to UC Berkeley, and I thought, oh, things are going to be really, really great. But, you know, here's the thing is you always take yourself wherever you go, right? So the expectation was still to have this experience, and so that experience continued. Mm. Um, Eventually, I really Mm. got to this place where I couldn't keep living that way. Like something had to give. And... um, I was very, very depressed, um, mm. and I remember one morning, I had been depressed for 
for a couple of years. And I remember one morning I'd been in bed for about a week crying. Um, and then I heard my mom's voice in my head. Excuse me. <clears throat> I heard my mom's voice in my head. She said, Monica, get out of bed. Get some air. You'll feel better, you know? <laughs> and so, so I um, had, so I tried to get out of bed. But I had been in bed so much that my legs wouldn't carry me. So I sort of fell to the ground. Wow. And um, just sat there on the ground crying. And I, in that moment, mm-hmm. I prayed. And I said, you know, God, it can't keep going this way. So bring me home or teach me how to live. Hmm. And the answer to the prayer was a friend of mine called me um, about an hour later and um, got me on a path with the coach. And, um, you know, it wasn't an instantaneous climb to joy, but it really started that path. And um, he really taught me about who I am, what I'm, what's possible, and what we as human beings are capable of. Because the truth is this, we're all born as these little bundles of joy and bliss, right? We're like in the world, right. and we want to learn, and we want the whole experience of being alive. Mm-hmm. And then life teaches us that somehow that's not okay, right? So he really helped me to turn back time and remember that that's what we were born to do, is to have this full experience mm-hmm. of being alive. So um, through that journey, now that became the single most important thing for me. You know, I already knew what life was Mm. like if I didn't focus on that. And so that became my focus. Over time, he eventually hired me underneath him to become a coach. So I became an executive coach. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And what was interesting is that most of the clients that I ended up dealing with, so I was dealing with CEOs of companies that you guys now know of really big Silicon Valley te- um, companies, and they were <clears throat> in those days, okay? So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I can't actually say the company names, but you kind of get the yeah. idea. Um, so big and small companies. Um, and one of the things that I found is that when they would stagnate, when things started to go wrong with their business, the problem really was that they weren't inspired anymore. They weren't happy. They weren't huh. excited. So they may have a really successful business, a great marriage, the beautiful house, Mm -hmm. the perfect car, lots of money, but they were miserable. And so where I was taking my experience and my journey and now translating that into how can you create bliss in your own life? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how the journey happened. And then I wrote a book called Choose Bliss that sort of compiled all my strategies that work consistently well for my clients as well as for myself to get it out in the world because you can only coach so many people Mm. at a time, right? Yeah. So so that's how that journey happened. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure people listening can identify with whatever those things are that happen to us in our life where it kind of sets this pattern up where that is just what we expect to happen moving forward. So that does take a really intentional shift to look at it and go, okay, new pattern begins here. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. The really, the fascinating thing that I, I really, part of being a coach, the fascinating thing about my work was that it was amazing how such successful people, could be so unhappy yeah that is that's that's most of the time you look at people who have achieved success in one area of life and we just assume okay all areas of their life must be great unless you know people personally and then you realize 
there's a lot of times that things really are out of balance. Yeah. And that's interesting that you connected it so quickly to here's why your business isn't growing is this spark is missing. So what kind of advice do you give people if maybe they're listening and they're thinking, well, I might not be a Silicon Valley CEO, but where I'm at, that's what I feel like. Like, what would you suggest people do to move back in that direction towards something that gets them excited again? Um, Well, just first really understand that um, happiness or bliss is an inside job. And I know how trite that sounds, but, but it's true. It, it is so true. Yeah. And that was exemplified by these really powerful people. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how much money you've got, no matter what you've got on the outside, no matter how beautiful you are, you have to work on that inside. Yeah. And so the first, first thing to really get is that you personally are responsible for your bliss. Now, the Mm. thing that I tell people is we can't control what's going out there in the world. We can't control how people are going to react to us. We can't control all of those things that are external. But the thing that we can always control is how we choose to respond. Mm -hmm. And so the very first thing to in your life is taking 100% responsibility for your Mm. life. Now, the thing is that some people are like, this is scary, right? Yeah. Um, am I responsible for all those horrible things that happened to me? No. You're responsible for how you respond. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that even though it's easier to blame the world or the economy or your clients yeah. or whatever it is, it's very disempowering because that means that everything that's happening is happening outside of you and you have no control. If you're willing to take 100% responsibility and understand that my response is going to determine the final outcome, you've taken the power back, you've re-empowered yourself, and you can move forward towards your goals, understanding that you can affect change. So if you run a business based on your own values, on how you want to be taken care of, what your expectations are, your business will follow towards mm-hmm. your expectations. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I love that you bring that point up because that's something that I've, I've been having a lot of conversations with people about over the past couple of months, especially. I don't know if you've read the book, um, Extreme Ownership, I have that not. talks about that concept. And uh, it, it's that idea of whatever happens, whether it's something that, you know, you could trace to an external source, like life happened kind of thing, or somebody under you on your team did something or, or somebody in your family did something. It's still that concept of I'm taking ownership for this. What can I control? And then fixing it. And I think that's a piece that it is, like you said, it, it's scary. It's hard to make that decision and say, I choose to take responsibility and figure out, okay, what do I do now? To keep moving forward, but it is such a huge piece of success. It really is, and it, we don't pay attention to it, you know. Yeah. So, um, can I tell you a little bit about how this affected my own business? Yeah, absolutely. So, first, okay. what business are you in? For those who might be listening <laughs> who don't know, yeah, I'm a real estate investor, not a real estate agent. I'm an investor. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and um, so. You know, my, I grew up with real estate. My dad was in real estate. That's how he put me and my sisters through college and all of that stuff. Okay. So I grew up with that. And um, when I graduated from college, uh, I graduated at a time when the economy was horrible and I was having mm-hmm. a hard time finding a job. And, yeah. um, and I know there are a lot of us that have, that have had that experience. Um, yeah. And so 
I was a little bit freaked out about how was I going to survive. I was one of those women that never wanted to be dependent on a man. Now, yeah. I love men. I love my husband. <laughs> I, like, I loved dating. You know, it was all okay. that. But I did not ever want to be dependent on somebody else. I wanted to be in right. relationships because it was my choice, not because yeah. I needed them. And, um, and money is a big piece of this. I mean, no matter what we say, the reality of being able to take care of yourself is, is very it's relevant, right? It's, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big issue for a lot of women. That's right. And it's a big issue for a lot of men, too. We experience it That's differently, fair. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so anyways, I was having this conversation with my dad. Um, I was sitting across the kitchen table from him, and I had experienced with my dad what a lot of peer, people have seen with real estate investors. They hate being a landlord, right? Because they get calls about toilets in the middle of the night. They have to deal with tenants. There's all this stuff, right? And my dad had had that experience. And so um, I did not want that experience. Like, I already had enough in my life making me miserable. This was not going to be another one of those things, right? Let's not add to the reasons people call you at 3 a.m. That's right. That's right. You know, he told me they they loved me. You know, let's not take that phone call. (laughs) So, um, So anyway, so I really didn't want to get into real estate. And my dad says something to me that night that completely changed everything. He said to me, Monica, everybody has money issues. Do you want poor mm. people money issues or do you want rich people money issues? That is a fantastic question. Right? And it put me in the driver's seat of my choices. Love that. Right? So now, okay, so there is going to be stress no matter what. What kind of stress mm. do I want to deal with? And that set me on my path to investing in real estate and turning $10,000 now into multiple millions of dollars part-time. I wow. only work like five hours a month, right? So, so this, wow. that, it was the way that he phrased that, that really That's said, cool. Monica, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You take responsibility mm. and then you run your life based on your own values. And the thing that I really loved was that in that conversation, dad said to me, I've run my business a certain way. You don't have to run your business that way. And in that moment, Mm. I realized if I was going to make this a part of my life, so real estate had been a part of my dad's life for 25 years already, I knew that this was a long-term game for me. If it was going to be in my life long-term, it had to be something that brought me joy. And so that's where bliss and real estate come together, which is now why I created Blissful Investor, because I streamlined and created a business that prioritized my value of being happy and joyful as opposed to the value of creating a lot of money no matter what. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's a really, a really different way to look at it. I think when most of us think about real, real estate investing, first of all, I think there is a little bit of bias out there that when a woman says she's in real estate, we assume, well, she must be a real estate agent. Uh, not a real estate investor. So I love that you right off the bat made that distinction of, no, here's what I do. Um, Because that kind of helps people think a little bit bigger about what's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to go back to one thing you said a second ago. Did I hear you correctly? You said you started with Mm $10,000. It was a wedding gift, actually. See, in my head, 
I think it takes a lot more money to get started with real estate investing. So talk to me about that part of it for a minute. Yeah. So, so the way that we started is we just bought our own primary residence. And this is the thing Mm -hmm. that I always tell everybody, always start with your own primary residence. Why? Because Mm -hmm. you can start with very little money. There are programs subsidized by the government where you only have to come up with 3% down, which is what we did. We came up with 3% down. And then over time, I leveraged that into building, buying more real estate and buying more real estate and buying more real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it was a very slow process because I didn't want it to like my life, right? Bliss was my priority. (laughs) And I had time. This wasn't the cash flow cow for me. This was my long-term view. And everybody, Uh you know, this is the thing that I really want to point out to people. You need to know why you're doing anything. For me, real estate was a lo- the long game. It was my retirement thing. So I had time. If you go into real estate with a different view, you're going to do it differently than me. There are a million ways to make money in real estate, and you don't have to follow someone else's path if it doesn't align with your values. For me, I took a really slow time. Still, by 15, by, within 15 years, I would have been able to retire. So it Mm -hmm. still did very well for me, but I started with my single family home. As soon as I had enough equity, I leveraged that to buy the next place and the next place and the next place. Mm -hmm. And that's how I built it. But I started by putting 3% down on a primary residence. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I um, have a report that tells people exactly what I did, how I started, what happened during the crash of 2001 and the crash of 2008. Um, so it's okay. completely transparent, and it can inspire okay. to kind of look at things a little bit differently. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely would, would love to share that with people. And the other thing I heard you say that caught my attention, and, and again, I got to ask if I heard you right, five hours a month? Yeah, five hours a month. <laughs> okay, you have to talk about that, because I, mean, I think we all hear about the four-hour work week, and we're like, oh, that's just not even... For most people, in most businesses, it's just not achievable. Um, how does that work? Yeah, five hours okay. out of the month. Okay, so, so like I said, this is my side hustle. It's not something that I spend a lot of time on. Because I've streamlined I, I don't know that you can call something that's like a multi-million dollar thing a side hustle, but that's a different <laughs> conversation. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's, that's the great. cool thing about a real estate side hustle. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but so, so when I started, it did not take that much time. There's still a learning curve, right? And okay. this is going to be true with anybody, and I want to be completely transparent. We do not set up an amazing business by only spending very little time. And anybody sa- yeah. says you can do that is not being completely Don't candid listen. with you, right? Yeah. So in the beginning, it did take a lot of time because I was learning. Still, what is right. a lot of time? I was working in corporate, so maybe 10 hours a week. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, you did start this as a part-time thing. I did. I did. Okay. And then I streamlined the business. And now I've got systems, which I can share with people, so you don't have to take all that time. But That's now great. I have systems that, um, that only, I only work like five to 10 hours a month, usually closer okay. to five. Now, when I say the five to huh. 10, this is what that looks like. I don't spend any time on my real estate business most months. But when I have a transition, I have to go in and fix up the house and find a new tenant and those sorts of things. So during transition, 
maybe a month where I'm transitioning, I might spend 20 hours. Okay. That's still an amazing, <laughs> an amazing way to do it. And the rest yeah. of the time I don't spend, you know, I get phone calls from my tenants saying Merry Christmas and happy birthday. I don't get calls about toilets and problems okay. with the house. So that's the way that I run my business. So it takes very <sighs> little of my time. And actually my transitions, I've probably, most of my tenants stay for about five years. So I might okay. have one transition a year. If that, oh, wow. I don't, okay. I haven't had anything in the last year and a half. Gotcha. So, so you can kind of see how this goes. You yeah. Know, looking for a house, then it takes some time, right? Because I'm shopping and I'm writing contracts and I'm getting tenants in. Um, I'm going to be going through that process again right now. Um, so that takes a little bit of time. But for me, that's like play. <laughs> After all this <laughs> time, great. I love it so much, you know? Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what that looks like. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So it, it really is something that you can do on the side while you're focused on other things. That's right. Now it's the way that it's the way that I've done it because I don't need the cash flow right now. Although now it's making uh-huh. me cash flow after all these years. That's the right. way that I've structured it based on my needs, my and what I I was looking for, like my values. Um, uh-huh. People can structure their business any way that they want based on what they need. That is so cool. Okay, well, I, I know people are wondering, like, where they can go to find out more <laughs> about your system, about what you're up to. So can you tell us a little bit about the report you mentioned and where people can go to grab that? Yeah. So all the, to get it, just go to blissfulinvestor.com. Remember, the focus is on bliss. Yes, <laughs> so love blissful that. In, yeah, blissfulinvestor.com. And like I say, it talks about how I started with a wedding gift, and it takes you through the journey year after year what I bought, what I did. Um, Like I said, you'll see what happened during those crashes when so many people lost everything. Yeah. Um, So that's that's kind of the journey that I went through, and it can inspire you on what kind of journey you can take part-time, even if you run another business. You know, I know that a lot of your women are entrepreneurs, right? And they're like, yes. I don't have the time or the energy for anything else. And this is the, <laughs> one, thing, this is yeah. the one thing that I want to say. <clears throat> As entrepreneurs, a lot of times we get so caught up in making money now, building mm. up the business, right? That we forget to pay attention to we have a future, right? Yeah. So we're focusing yeah. on the now money now. We have to pay attention to the later money later. Mm-hmm. And, and when we, you're an employee, you have, an, you have um, an employer that will look at that at least a little bit for you. Like right. Your 401k is probably not going to end up paying for your retirement, right? But there's at least... For most um, people, probably not even probably, close. Right, yeah. Yeah, right? So um, if you look at your future and you look at what I've just been talking about, you can see that you can do this as a time as a side thing that will then yeah i never worry about money because i know i will be taken Mm. care of no matter what you know and i just created that safety net for myself and for my future you know whatever it is that i you know if you've got kids that you want to send to school how are you going to do that it's a little bit scary to hope that your business will be doing well enough yeah right it is and and that's a great place to be where you can say, I'm not worried about this. That's right. That's right. I always say hope is not a good plan for wealth. (laughs) No, that is, that is a very accurate statement. Planning is a good plan for wealth. (laughs) 
yes. and it doesn't have yes. to take a huge amount of energy yeah. or time either. Yeah, I, I love that. That's that's fantastic. You know that you were able to get started the way you did with a low investment, with some pretty easy, safe steps, and then just grow that part time. That's that's amazing. Yeah, without becoming uh, an agent, I just did it on the <laughs> side, right? Like people are like, yeah. "Oh, I've got to go get my license." No, you don't have to get your license no. if you don't want to. Huh. So, yeah. So that's what all right. All so people can go to blissfulinvestor.com. We'll make sure that link is somewhere near the audio of the video, wherever people are watching this, so they can grab that report and find out a little more about whether this is a good side project or, or even a full-time focus um, for people to pick up. Yeah. And the other thing awesome. I wanted to mention is I do have a top-rated podcast. Yes, <laughs> called yes Re- you do. <laughs> it's called Real Estate Investing for Women, um, and you can just find it on iTunes. So awesome. that's a great place to get started, too, for a lot of free information. Very cool. And you've got some great videos and resources on your site as well. So for anybody wanting to learn more about this, go subscribe to Monika's podcast, Real Estate Investing for Women. It'll come up in iTunes when you type it in. Uh, Go to her site, blissfulinvestor.com. Get a copy of that report and just explore the idea of whether that might be a very smart next step for you. So Monika, Monika, thank you so much (laughs) for coming on the podcast today. I appreciate your time and and sharing your story and how you've built something that really is in alignment with your values and what you want out of life. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on. I super appreciate it. Absolutely. So again, everybody, be sure you connect and uh, check that out. And please do subscribe, rate, review, like the show, and tune in for another episode soon.